Hey there, thoughtful listener. Would you like consistent and predictable sales activity with no spam and no ads? I'll teach you step by step how to do this, particularly if you're an agency owner, consultant, coach, or B2B service provider. What I teach has worked for me for more than 15 years and has helped me create more than $10 million in revenue. Just head to upmyinfluence.com and watch my free class on how to create endless high-ticket sales appointments. You can even chat with me live and I'll see and reply to your messages. Also, don't forget, the Thoughtful Entrepreneur is always looking for guests. Go to upmyinfluence.com and click on podcast. We'd love to have you. With us right now, Alex Babin. Alex, you are the co-founder and CEO of Zero Systems. You're found on the web at zerosystems.com. Alex, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Josh. Uh, happy and, to be here. Yeah, and, and what is Zero Systems? Well, in a nutshell, Zero Systems, I'll start with a nerdy expla- explanation, <laughs> and then I'll go into the simple one. So Zero Systems and Operating and Orchestrating System to Build, Deploy, and Run AI Applications for Enterprises. That was the nerdy one. Now I'll explain it in a more common language. Basically, AI is taking the world by storm, and enterprises, especially uh, knowledge workers in enterprises, they need co-pilots, AI co-pilots. And uh, the easy way to explain it is, we are not good at some specific tasks as people, as humans, and AI can do much better automating those tasks. So we help people to focus on what important to them, what they're good at, instead of doing the monotonous uh, tasks where AI can be much better. So that's what we do, helping people with AI to be more productive. Yeah. And and how does that happen exactly? And how are you engaging with enterprise level uh, organizations specifically? So, um, as you know, since November 22, uh, the world has changed. And AI is now being viewed as the um, top priority for most of the enterprises. We know that this third industrial revolution started, and it's AI revolution. No line of business is going to be untouched by AI in the next five uh, years. And every CEO, every COO in a large organization now looking at AI, thinking to two things about two things. Number one is how can I use AI to improve my business, to get more revenue, to reduce my costs, to make my people more productive? And the second thing they always think about is like how it will disrupt my business. And it's not the question of, whether it's going to be disrupted or not. It's the question when and how. And the biggest question for every enterprise is, am I going to be disrupting my own business with the help of AI making it productive or my competitor will Mm. getting me out of business? So every uh, forward-thinking CEO, COO, anyone in operations, even IT, think about it right now. And that's something that we'll need to live through. And there are a lot of things that are happening right now, uh, but basically answering your question, our clients come to us because they know that we have the all the components required for them to run AI securely, safely, efficiently inside the security perimeter. Because there are so many good things about AI, but right now it's in such an infancy state um, mm. stage that a lot of risks also involved. 
we can talk about it, but uh, those are great risks. A lot of people don't even know about. Yeah. So, um, I guess, uh, you know, I help for someone who doesn't really understand the vocabulary of like why this could potentially be um, valuable for an enterprise level organization. What, what, how does, uh, how have you seen AI been adapted at that level for, again, for companies at that size, um, short of, you know, what, what I see maybe is a lot of maybe little experiments being run here and there. Um, but where have you seen AI been adapted at the enterprise level successfully and showing real promise? That's a great question. So um, what actually changed again since November 2022 when uh, OpenAI released a chat GPT, which is an amazing product on its own, um, but what changed is that people saw the ability to do basically anything or everything with the help of AI. It opened up their minds and they realized that anything they can dream of now can be done. You can talk to AI, you can converse, you can ask it to produce the content. That's what uh, is being called generative AI. So a lot of companies started building um, solutions around chat GPT and GPT-4 and other APIs for another large language models. We'll, we'll talk about what large language model is in a second, but a lot of companies started building kind of wrappers around those uh, APIs and those large language models. Uh, and enterprises were carefully looking at this saying, well, there are so many opportunities, but uh, let's be careful. Let's start with one or two use cases and see how it uh, how it being implemented, how risky it is, and so on and so forth. The biggest use case right now is, especially for knowledge workers, information workers, of course, is a content generation. And we see it a lot. A lot of companies that can help you write your emails, can help you write your blog mm -hmm. post, can help you write the yeah. script for your podcast, summarize YouTube videos, so many applications there. It's, um, I would say it's a very shallow uh, and wide um, level of applications um, because, well, a lot of things you can do with content. But what if we start digging deeper? What if we start digging deeper where processes that enterprises are running every day are really time consuming, but also sound boring. Like when you talk about, hey, ChatGPT created a blog post for me and look how amazing it is, right? Mm -hmm. That's something people want to brag about. What about, hey, I have AI that processes 100,000 invoices for me. Doesn't sound that sexy, but um, the ROI for the enterprise when AI can process enormous amount of information at no cost or little cost in uh, in seconds instead of weeks is much more um, uh, effective. So yeah. we need to separate those cool, fancy applications that everyone is talking about from real world ROI, unsexy processes that actually provide a lot of value. Yeah, and, and outside of content, uh, what are you most excited about uh, in the application of AI right now? Um, content's an easy one. And I think that that's super accessible. I, I can't think of a friend that I know it's not using that at this point. So, you know, heads up, you know, if you're not, 
you know, if, if you're not, you have, if you haven't adjusted your operations to take advantage of technology, you're already getting, you're already lagging behind. And that doesn't matter what size organization you are. Um, we've, we're already evolving that, that quickly. Um, but, you know, these applications, obviously, you know, we're seeing applications with, um, you know, AI being able to ride uh, or write huge sections of code, for example, like that is is pretty exciting. Um, but, you know, what about stuff like, um, you know, and I think tools are getting better. And, and I think you could argue some of that is AI driven, you know, things like, you know, logistics and, you know, operations and, you know, some of the, you know, just kind of the day-to-day -day how to run a company stuff that, as you know, we spend big money on to, to support and make sure that it runs well so that we can serve our clients and customers well. Um, what are you most excited about um, that, that maybe we're not thinking immediately about how AI is going to usurp, usurp uh, a lot of what we're doing in um, very traditional means today? I would say the biggest um, pieces of ROI and the, the most um uh, visible in the most visible way where be happening going to be happening where the intersections of those um, capabilities going to be happening i'll give you an example uh, one of the things that ai can do amazingly well and much better and faster than humans is data analysis mm. uh, and in case you need to analyze uh, thousands of documents especially extract something from those documents like dates amounts uh, whatever you need to extract uh, that's what AI can do much faster. Um, on the other side, we know that AI, especially large language models, they are good at generating content. So if those two basically pieces of the capabilities of AI can be combined together, and let's say you have a task of analyzing a lot of information and then writing a report based on the information you extracted. In the old world, that would take significant amount of time and a lot of uh work work power and uh, work time ai can do it much better and much faster so the best examples are going to be on intersections of multiple capabilities of ai because those are going to be much much more visible um and that's where uh those and you mentioned logistics risks analysis financial analysis forecasting all of those kind of things and if you combine them together let's say logistics analysis and forecasting using the real-time weather forecast, how our delivery uh, schedule would work and what the risks are and how to mitigate them. That's where the gold nugget is, mm -hmm. not just content generation. Make two of those capabilities overlap and you have an amazing solution. Make three of them overlap and you have something outstanding that your business can be taking absolutely next level. Yeah. Um You'd mentioned risks, and um, I was just looking at your social media, and you had kind of a funny post of the, uh, I don't know if you remember, the, the, a runaway suitcase that, uh, you know, could have been illustrated as being AI-powered. It's it's chasing after its owner. The problem is the owner's on an airplane, so the, 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 the suitcase is just kind of like running down the runway because it didn't get loaded on the plane because that's what it's programmed to do. Exactly. <laughs> you know, it's just kind of, again, kind of a funny illustration uh, of you know, considerations, right? And I think that because it's such, a, for for many of us, or, you know, we're kind of running experiments, it can be easy, I'd say, for us to not consider, especially when we have, 
you know, mission critical systems or processes, or again, um, the the impact of, you know, a, a mistake or, you know, AI choosing something that we hadn't anticipated. Um, you know, if you're enterprise level, um, you know, <laughs> you got to have some stop gaps built in there. Otherwise, you know, all of a sudden Checks now, you know, you're taking off 5 million customers and, <laughs> and you're going to get a lot of yeah. negative press over that. Uh, and again, I think we've seen some of this, but what what are kind of your rules for engagement or, you know, how can we sandbox and and kind of adapt technology in a way that's, that's going to be disruptive in a positive way, not in a negative way? Yes, uh, it's actually really, really important topic. A lot of people are trying to sometimes avoid or not to put a lot of attention to, but it's actually critical and important. I would say that example of um, uh, the suitcase running uh, on the runway is a great example. Yes, it was trying to chase the, the owner, but what the risks are here, it may have a collision with the airplane. It might be <laughs> hours of, uh, um, of uh, damages being done. Um, and who is responsible for that? Is the owner or the uh, the manufacturer of those um, uh, suitcases or the airport themselves who are not using the right guardrails to, to protect uh, airplanes from that? So there are so many questions. I would say right now we're at the stage where it can be compared with uh, putting a nuclear reactor in the middle of the city and pushing a button to see if it works. Mm. That's how I would describe it. Yes. Uh, and the reason is that we have all those great tools, but they are unpredictable. Those large language models sometimes behave unpredictably. Of course, mm -hmm. companies trying to put the guardrails, they're putting checks and balances, but they are so powerful that no one can predict the results. There are so many new technologies like AutoGPT has been released recently, open source project where people can connect multiple uh, steps and actions and ask um, uh, AI to basically perform some actions for them. Sometimes it works well, but sometimes it goes off the, off the trail. And in some cases it can be very, very dangerous. So we also have examples when uh, OpenAI have been releasing the um, um, paper, scientific paper on how they, they were training uh, GPT-4 model. And uh, they highlight, uh, openly highlight the example when uh, the model actually was lying to humans to achieve the goal. So Oof. yes, and that's that's pretty scary. And we just scratching the surface. We don't know what's happening underneath. And um, in this case, um, reliability of an output and predictability of AI behavior is a priority number one for enterprises. I'll give you another example. We know models hallucinate. Sometimes they make things up. Well, in many cases, they make things up. Uh, there was a case when a journalist uh, was talking to uh, the British journalist, I don't remember his name. He was talking to ChatGPT and asked about himself. He was surprised to know that ChatGPT told him he was dead <laughs> and made up uh, an article in the newspaper where his death was described. And <sighs> he was so convincing. And if that was not about himself, like, I'm not dead, I'm here, right? Uh, if it, not, it was not about himself, he would say, well, I would believe it because it was so convincing. So again, models hallucinate. But let's use this example. Let's say you're using a bank 
and there is a slight chance, let's say 3% chance that your bank, instead of your account, will send your money to someone else. It will hallucinate. Just 3%, not a big chance. Would you use that bank? I would say absolutely not. What about 10%? How about 20%? That's how big the level of hallucination is for those large language models right now. So enterprises can rely on something that is not 100% accurate. And in this case, uh, one of the biggest things we do for enterprises is actually building, uh, we have those components that are used as a source of truth uh, or validation. They always check if the output is 100% correct. Without that, AI, especially for enterprises, is just a fancy tool or even fancy risky tool. They can't afford it. Yeah. Uh, your website, zerosystems.com, Alex. Um, and by the way, um, congratulations on all the growth. Um, it looks like you're doing a lot of hiring. You're going through a lot of growth right now. Um, and it looks like you work in, you certainly um, are big in legal accounting consulting, um, but, but who among those that are listening should absolutely be reaching out and having a conversation or if there is um, maybe a resource or something that you would recommend for kind of the next step, especially if someone's listening to our conversation as part of their due diligence on zero systems, like what, what do they do next? So there is a section on our website with use cases and um, <clears throat> uh, blog is also uh, pretty powerful with all the information that how enterprises can take um, um, take the leverage of the new AI technologies without basically risking the data because data is really, really critical. And what you mentioned, legal, accounting, consulting, financial services, those all of the um, companies that can be, or verticals that can be described as professional services. So professional services are really knowledge worker heavy. Unlike manufacturing or yeah. oil and gas, they're knowledge worker heavy. And knowledge workers, um, a specific type of uh, workers, the only thing in common all knowledge workers have is they all work differently. So trying to automate everything for everyone would fail uh, from the very beginning because we're doing things differently. You're doing your emails, managing your emails differently from what I'm doing. You're managing your time differently from how I do it and millions of other people. So in this case, AI co-pilots for knowledge workers that mimicking the way we work instead of trying to uh, force the new way of doing things at us is the answer. And uh, any enterprise, literally, if not even not in a professional services, let's say pharmaceutical, they have a lot of parts of their business that are knowledge workers related, accounting, legal, internal legal, um, procurement, uh, finance, and so on and so forth. So any enterprise has lines of business that needs to be and can be automated and augmented with the help of AI. So I would say there are great case studies how we're saving millions of dollars and helping our clients actually get new revenue, millions of dollars more by using those new AI technologies safely and securely. That's what we do. And there are many materials there on website. Excellent. Zerosystems.com. Alex Babin, co-founder, CEO. Alex, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Josh. My pleasure. 
Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. If you're a listener, I'd love to shout out your business to our whole audience for free. You can do that by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or join our listener Facebook group. Just search for The Thoughtful Entrepreneur in Facebook. I'd love even if you just stopped by to say hi. I'd love to meet you. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. We love our community who listens and shares our program every day. Together, we are empowering one another as thoughtful entrepreneurs. Hit subscribe so that tomorrow morning, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. I promise to bring positivity and inspiration to you for around 15 minutes each day. Thanks for listening and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement.